This is the Total Offered Podcast Midweek Mini. I'm Steve. And I'm Ian. And we are here today with 30 minutes or less guarantee or your money back. Episode three. See what I started though? Like, yeah, you're hoping. Money back. And they're like, wait, we didn't pay for this. <laughs> What's well, the Exactly. Because <laughs> there's a chance that Ian's probably going to go over 30 minutes. <sighs> I'm putting it all in your shoulders. We're not talking about nuggets this week. So, no nuggets this week. There's going to be, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of good nuggets in it. Nuggets. But it's of not them. actually yeah. nuggets. And so, with that said, we're going to quickly, because we're, you know, trying to keep it under 30 minutes. Or your money back. Or your <laughs> so, I'm going to quickly run us in. I got to get a drink. Bush. Appropriately this Sorry, time. I missed it. I was, <laughs> I was looking at it intently, and I was like, uh, oh, I should say something. <laughs> with us this week is the owner of the Facebook page, Gear Installs 101. It is the number one guy for DIY gear installs. It's Brian Mize. Gentlemen, how y'all doing? What's going on, Brian? Oh, just another Sunday, typical Sunday. I met Brian through a series of mutual friends, and they led me on to him, and I was looking for gears. You guys remember this. If you've listened to the podcast several episodes ago, back when I was looking for gears for low-key and looking for a spool and a bunch of other Yukon parts that I needed, and they were like, call Brian. Brian's a guy. It's a killer deal, and they were not wrong. Brian hooked it up. Um, beat everybody else that i talked to about gearing and pricing everything else so that was much appreciated so you get you know that's your i'm gonna brag on you for a minute there about that and then you you were more than helpful when i was like i think i want to do this myself and you're like you got this and i was like no i don't (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's a common first reaction yeah that was definitely because i'm just like ah man I just don't want to mess it up. And that was just me. You know, you got to have your own. You got to know where to say where. But I respect that a lot of people want to put their own gears in. And uh, first, I want to start off with how did you get into, you know, DIY or, you know, doing your own gear installs? So how long have you been doing it and how, how did you get into it? Oh man, it's been, it's been over 15 years now. And how I got into it was basically, I was in college. I started modifying my truck and I got to a point where I thought I was done. That's uh, familiar for all of us, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, it's done. And, and, and so I figured <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do anything else to this truck. So I paid somebody to do the first uh, install. It wasn't maybe four months and I already wanted to change wow. things. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, I found out I could actually add to the lift kit that was on the truck. And of course I couldn't just leave that alone. Of course, bigger lift means bigger tires. And then my OCD self, bigger tires, I need deeper gears for it. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, my truck's 95 Chevrolet with the, uh, the all awesome TBI 305 with all the horsepower it oh, makes. Oh yeah. That makes all, all the horsepower, all the ponies. Yeah. Oh yeah. All of them, all of them. If there's maybe three or four. <laughs> so I needed all the, all the help I could get from the gears. Yeah. And knowing knowing how long it took the the shop to get the truck done and what it cost, I figured, you know, I'll just try this myself. How, how hard could it be? Right. I, you know, it's wizardry when I open it up and look at it and go, I don't know, but well, fortunately I run across a guy on, uh, I mean, this goes back to the forum days. I'd run across a guy on full size Chevy and uh, he had posted up just kind of a, a wall of text on how to get it done. And he had some pictures and use that as kind of a go by and ended up uh, having a, an almost successful first attempt um, successful. <laughs> ended up having to reset the gears uh, a week later. But fortunately 
I didn't drive on them or beat them long enough to where I was able to reset them and not have any issues. So Come to it? find out, uh-huh. uh, the second time I still messed it up a little bit, but it wasn't enough to cause any major issue. Yeah. What was it that, that gave you the indication that you had not properly installed them? So the first time around, they made noise. That's oh. always the dead giveaway. Like, oh, that doesn't sound like a, and, that my tires. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> tires don't whine like that does. <laughs> and, uh, and this is where, and this is kind of the kickoff to trying to be, to writing the, the how-to articles. I've got a, a how-to on um, a couple of forums now. And then, of course, with the Gear Install 101, because yeah. the sinking feeling you get when you have to reset gears, however yes. long it took you to put them in, it's going to take that long to fix the problem. Right. So knowing that I'm going to be back in the driveway, underneath the truck, and this was July down in Texas, I wasn't the happiest not, camper. It's good weather. Good weather in July. Yeah, yeah. South mosquitoes and whatnot. Not, random. It's, you know, yeah, it's not cold. So <laughs> it's I mean, not cold. You're yeah. right. There's no snow. Yeah, it's not snowing. Yeah, but it could be depending on where you're at. So, right. So yeah. So you had to you had to go through and redo it, and so that led you down the road of of doing gear installs. So how many times until you had those dialed in? Like, was it just the second? Like you said, the second time you almost had it perfect. The second time I almost had it perfect. I had a beautiful pattern. Uh-huh. Um, I had thought I had set everything up. The one, the one setting I missed was my carrier bearing preload. Could have been a bit higher mm-hmm. because the uh, rule of thumb is it should be tight enough to where you can't pull the, the differential chunk out with your bare hands. Uh-huh. And years later, when I had upgraded to a uh, 14 bolt semi floater rear end from my 10 bolt. Mm-hmm. Um, I was selling the the internals of of the ten bolt. I mean, it had a good set of internals, four ten gears, a uh, really nice Auburn posi. I took the caps off and I thought to myself, self, did I do this right? So I reached <laughs> in with my bare hands and pulled it right out. I was like, well, self, nope, you did not. <laughs> but it, it's it's one of those things where I mean, I went for years like that, and uh, I'm going to say I'm, I'm more of an exception because I don't want to I don't want to convey an idea that you can be almost there and get away with it. You know, I try to. I try Mm -hmm. to convey to people, especially if I'm helping them, hey, you know, this stuff needs to be right. There's an ideal way to do it. Let's take our time and make it ideal. Yeah. And I love how on the page there's so many people on there that want to help. If somebody's like, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm trying to figure this out. And then like eight, eight or nine people just jump in and like, hey, man, you know, show us some pictures. What are you working with? This and that. And they're really helpful in that respect. Yeah, the page has been humbling. Um, I started it to share to share, but I also started it because I knew there's going to be some things to learn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I learned something after 15 years of doing them and, and, you know, the 15 years is the time frame, but I've had my hands on a lot of axles. Right. And, um, one of the guys that's in there, um, you mind if I give a shout out? Is that okay? Oh yeah. It's your page. So, um, well, I mean, it's your <laughs> podcast, but so a gentleman uh, by the name of Roy Teeter, uh, he owns PEM racing. He's been very helpful, very, uh, very good contributor. And he, he pointed a, he pointed out a simple way to read patterns on how to tell which way to go. It was so elementary and so simple, yet I had never seen it. And I just had to sit back in my chair and was just thinking, wow, that is so simple. And I just remember the times that I've beaten myself up trying to figure out patterns. And he's like, oh, well, no, if it looks like this, you know, he draws a little arrow. It's just telling you it needs to go this way or that way. Uh-huh. Then a few people agreed and it's like, man, I watched that's that just video. one of the, that's just one of the examples. Mm-hmm. So I'm a noob, but like I've never installed my, I have installed my own gears once very unsuccessfully broke the teeth off of it. I think I sent you pictures of that. Right. And uh, so like as a guy like me, say I want to do it, where do I need to start? So I've ordered my gears from you and you've shipped them to me or we're talking about it. And I, you've, you know, I want to order my gears. 
what do I need to get a set of gears to, you know, what do I need? What tooling do I need? And things like that. Do I need to get going? So tooling, fortunately, that's where Harbor Freight comes in, comes in handy. Ah, that's good. So we got one of those. The tools, the tools I use personally, I use a Harbor Freight dial indicator. Uh, I will say, uh, just being transparent, um, dial or sorry, micrometers would be perhaps a better tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be a little more accurate. Um, but the the dial indicator is, is what I have. And as long as you're using a uh, reference, so for example, if... Um, as long as the dial indicator is, isn't abused or dropped or beaten up, uh, you can it'll it'll get you by. It'll it'll help you set pinion depth and set everything you need to. Um, granted, you are running a pattern to verify your pinion depth, and that's key. Mm-hmm. So Harbor Freight dial calipers work well. Um, Harbor Freight dial indicator with magnetic base that uh, that allows you to set backlash. And uh, of course, if you get a wonky differential, you can also check runouts with it. It's really really handy. What is what is runouts? So runouts, uh, for example, if you're setting up your gears and you have you put your chunk in and you're you're checking backlash, and let's say you're being diligent like you should, and you check backlash in four areas of the ring gear. Hmm. Well, one spot is eight thousandths backlash, the other spot's ten thousandths, oh. and then you 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 find that you've got a two thousandths variance. Well, what you would then do is rearrange the dial indicator. Have it touch the back of the ring gear, what little is exposed of it once it's uh, bolted to the differential, and then you'd spin the differential. Mm-hmm. And what that would tell you is basically you're going to have a, a bit of, um, I guess for lack of better terms, a waviness in the yeah. gear. In the ring gear itself? Yes. Okay. So so you'll have a variance of two thousandths around, around the setup. And I've had that before. And two thousandths, at that particular time, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a bit of a bother. But anything anything beyond that, uh, I would definitely I'd definitely be pulling the chunk out. In fact, that's what I'd recommend. Sorry, so you, you brought up another lesson. Uh-huh. I've run into this, and what I found out was um, I got a little too liberal one time with the Loctite, and it had worked its way in between the ring gear and the differential flange, and basically it had hardened and pushed the ring oh, gear wow. enough to where uh, I had variance in my backlash. And so I had to pull the ring gear off and clean off all of the thread locker that had leached out, put it back together using a bit more common sense with that stuff. And it solved the problem in that regard. That's insane. Yeah. I would never have thought Cause that. I wouldn't think it's, it would well, be it, it, a, a manufacturing problem with the ring gear per se. I mean, I guess it could, but like almost nothing. Yeah. But that's what I wonder if it's always going to mean something's like under your, your flange or dirt, old gasket material something you know something that like hey i need to clean this better or if it's going to be a manufacturing defect well it's like but the thing is like say say the the manufacturing defect of the differential is one thousandths tolerance and the gear is one thousandths tolerance if they were meshed in the right spot they could be off could be i just i don't know that's my i never thought about i don't i hadn't either okay so that's a run out so Sorry, yeah, I took. That's, us, that's, I took that's, us way that's off. kind of a loose, a loose example of what runout is. Right, that's that's cool. I didn't. I've I have never heard. And like I said, I not have not installed my own gears, and it's very new to me. And I've never heard anybody say that you need to check four different places. I've in the never rear checked gear. runout in the rear end. I've nope. always done it on my drive shafts, but I've never done it in the just, rear end. I just stick it in there and hope it works. Check backlash in a couple <laughs> spots, tighten it up, and send it. So yeah, um, so so that just that little that little piece right there. Um, See, where I went a little bit too crazy with the the thread locker that that's what that's what uh, led me to check run out was because it, that was the first time where I had non consistent backlash around the ring gear. 
Wow. And, uh, yeah, and it, and it was a lesson that I'll get to in a minute. Yeah. So we've covered, we've covered dial calipers. We've covered the, uh, mag dial indicator with mag base, mm-hmm. um, assorted, uh, punches, a brass drift, a big hammer, big hammer always comes in handy. Uh, you can never go wrong with a shot press. If you're going to be doing more than one differential, it's highly recommended to get the, the Yukon style clamshell bearing puller, especially if uh, you're removing pinion bearings. Um, it's, it's so easy. You put it on there, you put the, you set everything up, you put an impact wrench on there and it zips it right off. You can do, you can do it in the press as well. I've done it in the press for years. It's just yeah. a little more cumbersome to set the press up, get it all in there and start pressing it off. I watched that when I were, were doing the gears up there at complete, they were, they had a set, had one there and I was watching Rich take it apart. I was like, well, that is pretty quick. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. Although you do have, there's actually a video in the group. Um, I did have a, it was a carrier bearing on a Ford, a Sterling 10 and a half. Uh-huh. Uh, I was pounding on that thing with the impact wrench for a solid two and a half minutes. Wow. I mean, me, me and the, me and the gentleman, of course, it, and it starts like, Hey, yeah, I can take those off real quick. So it comes over at nine o'clock. So it's going to be real quick, right? <laughs> Wrong. But no, the video, the video is painful. I mean, you think it's coming off quick and it's just two and a half minutes of, you know, the back of my head and that impact just hammering on this thing. And finally Jeez. it pops off. But wow. if I were to try and do that in a press, that would have been a nightmare because that would have, it would have been one of those situations where the bearing kind of explodes off of it. Oh, and then yeah. you got stuff going everywhere. We've all seen that. Well, that's fun. Been there, done that. Scares <laughs> yeah. the crap out of you. Yeah. This is where you, if you have a Harbor Freight press, you also need to order a set of these swag off road. Is it the swag off road? Yep. The plates that go on there that replace the the plates that come from Harbor Freight because the thing's exploding. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes. And of course, with the press, um, they're cheap enough now. Yeah. Definitely just spring for the twenty ton and be done. Right. Yep. I've had the 12 ton. It gets sketchy, especially when some bearings get a little tough, but the, the 20 ton. Yeah. If hindsight's, I would have just bought that first. Next would be a good, uh, a means of holding the pinion. Uh, they make plenty of tools that uh, you can bolt to the yoke to, to hold the pinion so you can tighten oh, yeah. the nut. Yep. Definitely need that. Those aren't too expensive. Yeah. No, no, they're not. They're not. And then of course for the pinion nut itself, uh, if you have an air system and an impact gun, that can uh, do one ton crush sleeves in your golden. If not, then definitely at least a three quarter inch breaker bar or a three quarter inch ratchet and the sockets you would need for the pinion nut. Um, once again, I have a, a three quarter inch ratchet set that um, easily gets the job done. I can put a cheater pipe on that ratchet and not have to worry about anything uh, breaking on me. Yeah. And uh, I've yet to have with, with that setup, I've yet to have a pinion nut that I could not, either tighten or uh you know pull off and then uh, one thing i forgot to mention in regards to the punches and the brass drift the uh brass drift is uh the the one you definitely want to use for installing bearing races oh only because a, a steel punch is is basically tool steel or basically yeah. a very hard steel mm-hmm. and you do risk damaging a bearing race putting that in um, I use, I don't use a brass drift myself. Uh, another option is, uh, you can use race drivers and those are yeah. aluminum pucks. That's, that's, and the, those, that's the one. Yeah. And, and those can, won't mar, those won't mar or damage the race. So wait, is a race driver similar to the, let's see here. Can you pick those up at Harbor Freight? 
I want to say you can. I'm um, pretty sure. We just looked the other day. I don't remember about Harbor Freight, but because I have a Matco set, it's a bunch yeah. of different sizes. With and it the has, pugs. A, mm-hmm. has a little handle. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah I saw it. Amazon sells one for like, I don't even know if it's it was like 50 30, bucks. Yeah, it was like, like 20, 30 bucks. 30 bucks. I think I, I was at Harbor Freight the other day and I was stumbled across them. Was it? It wasn't a seal driver. I think or maybe they it was sell listed it as a seal I mean, driver. they have. I, I do remember kind of seeing one now, to be honest, but I don't remember yeah. the price. The thing anyway. I found doing this shit over the years with that, every time I use a punch, you get it um, not straight, I guess. Yeah. You can kind of, because if you don't, Wonky. you know, tap it, move, tap it. I usually do it in fours or sixes or eights, depends uh-huh. on how big around the race the, is. Around the race. Yeah. Yeah. But I've seen guys will try to like tap one in and they'll go tap, tap. Tap to tap, like they won't do it consistently, degrees across and it them, yeah. starts getting crooked and uh-huh. all that. So, yep. dude, use them seal drivers and the bearing race drivers. That's just, the way to do just it. right in the center, it spreads the load. It goes in nice and square. I've screwed up a few ra- bearing races with a steel punch over the days, but nice work. What do you do? It's faster than <laughs> using a brass one. I'll tell you that much. Oh, show. So yep. we need we need a set of those. And like I said, you can pick them up hard freight. So like, mm-hmm. why would you not get a set of those? They're, you'll use them for other right. stuff. You ruin one race and you've paid for half the seal driver yeah. or the race driver kit. Exactly. And, and, and you know, the, the thing is that 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 piece right there, that's what um, I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. That's what some don't realize about having the proper tool. Yeah. When you've gone when you've gone to correct a mistake from not having the proper tool in the first place, you'll find that you've more than paid for the proper tool. Mm hmm. And That's then, you sure. know, one that one that um, can be overlooked, a decent small paintbrush for applying the gear paint. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I just yeah, use, fact, you'll, I you'll guess, see on the you'll, uh, my com- most of my comments on the on the on the group uh, revolve around the gear paint gear paint itself. Um, the, yeah. Good. I mean, the, the guys are able to apply it well enough, um, but what happens is, you know, here's a tip: uh, the paint right out of the tube or right out of whatever container it's in, it's it's real thick and real heavy. I like to, I like to basically cut it a little bit with some gear oil. I mean, you're putting gear oil in the differential anyway, so it doesn't really hurt anything. To where it's like a, um, not so much chocolate syrup consistency, but kind of a, a nice sauce. Yeah. So that it spreads on nice and smooth. I wish I had a recipe. You know, just takes doing it a couple times, and you'll you'll finally see the consistency that works. And um, another thing you have to do is once you have the paint right. Uh, the next part is applying the right amount of load to the gear teeth, and people have all kinds of ways of doing that. Some of which were that I've heard have been a little bit interesting with uh, putting an axle shaft back in and setting a parking brake, and then trying to turn the pinion. It's like wow. man, that's that's how you spend a week doing a gear install. Right. Uh, me, what I like to do is I'll get the pinion nut tight. Uh, where if I try and free spin the pinion, I may I'll maybe get half a turn. If that mm-hmm. out of the pinion, I mean, that's a, that's a good, good tight preload. Uh-huh. And then um, what I'll do is paint the gears. I'll mesh up the gear paint and then either with a tool, like a wrench on a ring gear bolt or with my bare hands, if I'm you know salty enough, I'll just run that. Uh, I'll run that mesh. I'll mesh those teeth and run them back, run them back and forth as hard as I can with either the wrench in my hand or uh, just with the ring gear. If it's a big enough ring gear, like a 10 yeah. and a half. And that normally does the trick. I'm almost always able to get a good readable pattern doing that. And that's just literally um, by the preload from the pinion. Yes. Yes. I mean, you're, you've got you've got a lot of preload on the pinion, mm-hmm. and it's enough force between the teeth to to spread a little bit of a load yep. and give you a readable pattern. Um, one of the things that uh, was mentioned on the page that I'm going to try next time. This was a, another gem by Mr. Teeter that I'd mentioned. He puts a um, 
and I don't want to, I'm going to do a little disclaimer here. I might be saying this wrong. He even put a video up on it. So that's uh -huh. even more embarrassing if I get it wrong. <laughs> but basically what he does is he's able to put resistance on the ring gear and he spins the pinion with a drill. Oh, So basically it's, it's a nice smooth rotation with uh -huh. how he does it with the uh, resistance on the ring gear. See, and that's how and we he, did it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, that's how he's able to get uh, good patterns. And uh, he's right. posted plenty of his patterns that he's run. And I mean, they're, they're consistent. That's when we did it with the paint straight out of the tube being like th super thick. We stuck a pry bar in the, in yes. the case, you know, like in the case from the front of the diff and we held up against the ring gear. Mm -hmm. And then from the backside took a, a wrench with the socket or a ratchet with a socket on it and spun the pinion. But it's the only way you can put enough pressure on the ring gear to get an actual like pattern on the paint. So with the paint being much thinner, this would probably be, you would not need to, put that much pressure on it no with being the paint being thinner helps it's funny you mentioned oh about the pry bar because uh -huh. i've had i've had a number of uh im chats where I, I get sent these elaborate setups on how one one person is uh fixing the pry bar inside the differential so it doesn't move so there's there's like timbers <laughs> and ratchet straps all over the place jack holding and, the, pry and the, bar guy, the guy is trying to climb over the axle like that laser scene from um uh-huh Ah, well, it's got Captain Zeta Jones in it. I can't remember the movie. It's like a spider web of stuff and tools. Uh, <laughs> just trying to just trying to run a pattern. I was like, you poor guy. <laughs> people just don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, what? that's the thing. People come up with this wild and crazy bush. Like, it's not that complicated. The, like, the instruction book that comes with the gears. I mean, I've only tried to install one set, but there was nowhere in the instruction manual telling me to thin the oil out. Mm -hmm. At least not that I saw. And maybe I didn't read the instruction very well. I'm known for that. But Happens. nonetheless, like, I didn't see that in the book. and. Yep. But that's, and, I think, the benefit yeah. to this page is you don't, you don't yeah, get the yeah. real world. We all know that they write a tech pub oh, yeah. and like, this is how you should do it. Okay, yeah, this thing went together. Well, this went together yeah. perfectly. Yep. Well, Ian <laughs> nailed it uh, as far as the things that people come up with. And you know, like I said, a part of that, a part of the page was a gut check to myself because I thought I thought I was standing pretty firm in my knowledge. And fortunately, and I say fortunately because I love it when I learn things, the guys on the page have come up. With their, they've shared their methods, and yeah. it's just made things so much easier. And then, of course, um, with the whole you know, battle of knowledge or battle of experiences, you say there was uh, one instance where uh, it, was, it was a little bit of page drama. I mean, you don't have a page without some drama, but um, you had a guy with a lot of experience, and uh, there was a pattern run that was a bit off. It looked like it was good from the drive side, but the coast side was. It looked like it was asking to go a certain direction, and a guy had responded and said, "Run it." And I was like, well, hold on. I mean, I deleted his post because uh, I don't that, that, well, so the point of that page is if you look, all of the all of the agreed upon patterns are are very consistent. They look pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. And that was an unexpected benefit. Once I saw what was happening, I was like, wow, there's actually something that this is a good thing. I mean, every pattern where we say it looks good or you know, run it or something like that, uh, they all look similar regardless of what the axle is. And so me and this guy had a back and forth. I was basically challenging him. I said, well, look, this pattern looks suspect on the, on the drive side. How do we know? How, how do you know it's good? And he says, well, I've been doing it for a while. I was like, well, I know that, but based <laughs> on your experience, objectively, how do you know it's good to run with a pattern like this? And uh, so basically what it ended up, what ended up happening was I uh, messaged the, the, the guy who was working on the vehicle. I said, Hey, yeah. Can you, here we go, thin the gear paint and run the pattern again? And uh, sure enough, and I told the guy, I ate a little bit of crow yeah. when, when, the, when the original poster did that. 
the original great. setting that had the questionable pattern at first uh-huh. came back very nice once the pattern was rerun. Nice. And the gentleman that initially said send it, whose post I deleted, was right. Yeah. But, but he had seen it that many times with that thick he had seen it with a thicker gear oil and or with the thicker paint and he knew. Oh well, yes. You but know? the thing I wanted to, the thing to take away from that is this is this page is gear install one oh one. Right. So it's basic. And so if, if if the first post just says, you know, run it or send it, it's like, well, hold on. We need this is you got some people that don't that are not as seasoned as you. Right. Want to understand what's going on. You know, so why are you saying run it when this pattern is looking a little suspect? Uh-huh. And uh, so basically when it when it came back and the pictures of the clearer pattern were posted, I acknowledged the gentleman. I said, Hey, you know, I just want to let you know you were right. Um, yeah. but I wanted to I wanted to clarify this pattern a little more. And um yeah, so overall, that was an ex- a successful install and a, a successful exchange, although it got a little bit heated, but it was fine. Welcome to the but, internet. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the that? internet. Welcome to the internet. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as some old pirate threads used to be, right. but uh, I mean, it was something. 30 minutes is not nearly long enough to go over gear install. No, but I think we, we definitely touched the surface that oh, it's man, not rocket things. science. Okay, it's no, not it's, rocket it's, science. It's not. It just takes time takes time the proper tools and yeah. oh and ask questions when it comes to gear installs there are no dumb questions you know there's no there's no internet clout to worry about and of course there's the group right. uh, always post up in the group yeah and uh, the guys there including myself will help um i will rapid fire you some random questions off the cuff i don't have them written down like that but just some quick questions like so one do you need install or um what are they called setup bearings. setup bearings thank you gotcha do you need setup bearings to do this they make life easier. I would highly recommend them. But you can use, from what I know, most of your old bearings, if you're going to re-gear, you can pull your old bearings off, clean those out with like a die grinder and a, and a carbide bit, and use that as a setup bearing. That's what uh, I've yes. done before. So one thing I found works very well is a drill press with a uh, with a carbide with a carbide bit. You just work the oh, bearing right. around the mm-hmm. bit. works really well and decently quick. Yep. Okay. Never so put one in a drill press. That's, that's a, a good there. idea. Yeah, that is a good idea. I didn't think about that either. I was just going to use my die grinder and a yeah. sanding drum because I have a lot of oh, sanding drums. I'll bring you a carbide bit if you don't have one because it really will eat there. like a I SOB. know, and they, they leave shards. Everywhere. Oh, I hate it. But anyway, um, that was one of my questions. Uh, do most things that come... Gosh, there's so much information. I was thinking like shims nope. and preload. Like we need to break this down. Just we did a terrible job. We just touched on the surface. That's all. all right, well, is. thanks, Brian, for the uh, intro to gearing. Yeah, and uh, we'll have you back four more times for the different section yep. of doing this. Well, <laughs> no, not a problem. Just let me know. I'll make it available. And like I said, the the page is there for any questions. Yeah, all questions the related f- to gearing. The funny thing I think we hit on with this whole that I take away from this little segment. People like you hear people, oh, I need the special tools. And they think like, yeah, snap on or Matco or like, oh, my God, this like old guy has these really expensive. Everything we talked about, you can buy Harbor Freight. Just about. So like except for the Yukon clamshell. Yeah, bar. but that just makes it. It's but not you a necessary. Can buy a bearing splitter. Yeah. Yep. From Harbor. Fr- I think from Harbor Freight. Yeah. They if have not a, your local parts store. That's what I mean. Like, right. Do we're not talking about like you got to go to snap on truck and you got to buy, you know, yeah. sign your kid's life away to the snap on dealer. No, you can go to Harbor Freight. 20% off coupon every other day, tools. buy your shit, have a nice day, get and on then the, start it. Right, get on yep. the Facebook oh, page. Sorry, and, gentlemen, and, one thing, I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, you started talking tools, and I forgot one critical one. Inch-pound torque wrench, either dial style or bar style. It cannot be click style. Yep. Not click, yeah. Because you're yeah. measuring rotational torque when you're setting that parameter. Let's break this down. 
we'll do we'll have you back on for another it might be the next three weeks if you can pull that off we might have you back on we'll do a uh carrier setup where we talk about putting the shims in the carrier and then we'll have it back on for another week and we'll do uh, pinion depth pinion preload crush sleeve non-crush sleeve or crush sleeve eliminator and we'll just we'll, we'll literally break it into 30 minute episodes does that sound good for you yeah that's fine i like it done so we'll just do that so uh that's going to conclude the intro to uh, gear install 101 and we're gonna wrap this up you good All right, gentlemen well i appreciate it it was, it was Dude, fun Brian, thank thanks you so much for coming on you've uh, one opened my eyes to how hard this well how easy hard this is <laughs> it's it's not hard it no. just takes proper just steps do it right that's right yep cool so all excellent right. all right well Thank you all for joining us. We will catch you next week. All right, gentlemen, take care. I don't know what might, I don't know how I'm going to end that at all. But, 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 but,